So this, uh, not this morning, last night, um, we, we uh, had the privilege of, of helping my niece celebrate her birthday. Uh, the only issue that we had really, and it wasn't an issue, but the, the thing that, the challenge was that it was in Atlanta. And uh, so we had a good time, no, no incidences. Uh, the only thing was just getting, getting home late. We started late, we got home late. And so this morning, as we were getting ready for church, um, I, I was asking Sarah a question about something, and she said, she looked at me, she said, right now, I'm just working on being awake. <laughs> uh, but I, I was thinking about, you know, the times that we feel like we are unprepared or unqualified to do the task at hand. Have you ever felt that way before? Uh, sometimes maybe unqualified, sometimes underprepared, maybe just not quite ready yet. Um, and uh, so as we, as we get ready to look at the scripture, I've just reminded of a couple of verses. When, when Peter and James and the other disciples were put on trial and they were questioned and they were interrogated and they spoke, uh, do you remember the comment that the, that the rulers had? It was almost an aside in Acts chapter 4, verse 13. They realized that they were unschooled and ordinary men, but they had been with Jesus. Remember that verse? And then uh, in the Experiencing God study that we, we uh, really started the first week this week, um, there was a, a verse in there that really caught my eye, and it said, uh, James wrote in James chapter 5, verse 17, Elijah was a man just like us. Just like us. Uh, Peter and, and, and James and, the, and John, the disciples, they were unschooled, ordinary men, but they had been with Jesus. And this morning we're going to look in the scriptures and see, see how, does, how, does the, how does an almighty, all-powerful, miracle-working God use just normal people like you and me? to accomplish his purposes. We can't deny that scripture teaches that he uses men and women to accomplish his purposes. How does that happen in us? So we're gonna be in, in Ephesians chapter four again this morning. I invite you to turn there if you got your Bibles uh, with you. And, and two weeks ago, we talked about unity. Uh, we talked about the oneness that as believers we have with God. We talked about the oneness that Jesus enjoyed with the Father. And, uh, and we looked uh, here in Ephesians chapter four, we also looked in John chapter 17 where Jesus was praying for his disciples, but he was also praying for us that we would have, we would experience unity or oneness or closeness with each other in the same way that Jesus experienced oneness with the Father. In the same way. And uh, the reason for that is that uh, the world would then see our unity and believe that God the Father had loved us and sent Jesus, his son, to die on the cross for us. This was the purpose of our unity. So um, there's, there, there, we cannot deny the unity that we have in the body of Christ. But these verses this morning we're going to look at um, also see that within the unity of the body there is also great diversity. And so the, with our unity and our diversity, we accomplish much uh, for the Lord. So let's read together um, Ephesians 4, starting in uh, verse 4. This, these first couple of verses are a recap from uh, our last time together. There's one body and one spirit, 
just as you were called into the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father over all, excuse me, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. So there's the, there's the unity package and now here's the, the diversity that we see. But even within that unity, grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he had also descended into the lower regions, the earth? He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry for building up the body of Christ until we attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So there was unity within the body of Christ. He talks about the diversity of gifts that have been given resulting then that we are united together, growing up together. So why don't we pray together and we'll, we'll, we'll dig into this this morning. Lord, we thank you for... Um, Again, just for allowing us to be here. Thank you for the time of worship that we've had. Uh, and Lord, as we look into your word, I pray that each one of us here this morning would recognize that you have something for each one of us. Uh, that you have uniquely made us and you've uniquely gifted us to do the things that you have prepared in advance for us to do. And so help us to see that this morning. Help us to um, then walk it out in our week this week. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so verse seven is where we'll start this morning. It says, but grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gifts. So yes, there is great unity within the body of Christ, but grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gifts. So each one of us is given a gift according to the measure of Christ, how he determined we would get it. Um, we're going we're gonna to come back to verse 7. Really, um, uh, there's verse 7 and then sort of 8, 9, and 10 is, is like a, uh, I would call it like a parenthetical aside, and then we get back into it in verse 11. And so he, he describes how these gifts were given. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. Now, um, this is a, a quote of Psalm 68, verse 18. And uh, as we read it, we're not necessarily understanding in our culture what that means, and maybe you know what it means, and, and uh, you've studied it before, but in, in, the, in the first century, they would understand exactly what Paul's talking about or what he's referring to, and he's referring to a king who has gone to war, has been successful in his campaign, and now is um, triumphantly returning home and, and in, in his triumph, he's, he's bringing behind him captives, he's bringing behind him the spoils of war, and he's making a grand entrance back into the city where, where he lives, and uh, from then, his position of rule and authority there, he would give gifts, he would give the spoils of war uh, differently to different people. Maybe he's got friends that he wants to favor, maybe he has... Uh, uh, families that, that gave to the war effort, and he would distribute gifts um, as he saw fit after he uh, came back from war. So verses 9 and 10 
um, is, is, is taking this uh, sort of a general picture of a king returning uh, in victory and giving out gifts, and Paul's saying, look, this is what Jesus has done for us. So um, in saying he ascended, what does it mean? Now, he's speaking here of Jesus. What does it mean but that he had also descended into the lower regions, the earth? So Jesus came from heaven to earth, what did he do when he was on earth? He lived the perfect life and died on the cross for our sins. He didn't stay in the grave, but in victory he rose again and after 40 days he returned to heaven. So he descended to the lower regions of the earth and he who descended is the one who also ascended far above the heavens that he might fill all things. So the picture is that Jesus came to earth, he lived a, a perfect life, he was crucified, he rose in victory, and he returned to heaven, and now he is, the return, he is the king that has returned to glory and is giving gifts to men. So this is the picture uh, that, that is painted for us, and it says, so going back to verse seven, grace is given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. So imagine Christ is in heaven, um, he, is, he has, uh, beaten death, sin in the grave, and now he is giving gifts to men. And so for the first gift that he would have given would have been the Holy Spirit. And if we, if we uh, remember the gospel accounts and then early in the book of Acts, Jesus instructed the disciples to, to wait in Jerusalem uh, until, that, until they received the promise of the Father, which was the Holy Spirit, who came in great power on the day of Pentecost. And so Peter, after the day of Pentecost, there was a, there was a sound of the rushing wind in the room, and there was um, uh, uh, tongues of uh, fire on their tongues, and, and Peter preached a sermon after it, and this is what he said as he was kind of concluding, talking about Jesus in Acts 2, verse 33, being therefore exalted at the right hand of God, so Jesus had been in the earth, now he's exalted, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this that you yourselves are hearing and seeing. So Jesus poured out the Holy Spirit onto uh, the disciples and the believers there on the day of Pentecost. So the Holy Spirit is a gift that is given to all who believe, uh, but then there are individual gifts, and that's what we're talking about here in Ephesians this morning. Grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. So in this, in this passage, we're gonna see, and there's lots of things about spiritual gifts, but we're gonna sort of look at four uh, truths about spiritual gifts that is not just in this passage, but is repeated in the other New Testament passages about the gifts. And so, uh, spiritual gifts, number one, there's four things we'll look at. Number one, they're free. Okay, we don't earn spiritual gifts, they're given freely. Number two, we're gonna see repeated over this morning, everyone has one. If, you are, if you've put your faith and tr trust in Jesus, you have a spiritual gift. You may not know what it is, you might have an idea, uh, you might be sure of it, but everyone has one. Uh, number three, they are given by God. It's God that gives the gifts. We don't sign up for the one that we want, God's gonna give the gifts. And then number four, they are to be used. The, gift is, the, the gifts that you have are not for your good, they're for the good of the people around you. And so we are to use our, our gifts for the glory of God. So these are the four things uh, we're gonna see at. We'll see it in this passage and in a couple others. So um, as we look here at, at, uh, at verse seven, it's just all right there. 
Grace was given. Unmerited favor, it was given. It wasn't earned, it was given. Um, of, of course, it says to each one of us, according to the measure of Christ's gift. I mean, isn't that the nature of a gift? If you earned it, it's a paycheck. If it was given to you, then it's a gift. Uh, so, so gifts are, are, uh, are free. Um, they are, it, it's a grace, it's, it's unmerited, it's unearned, it's a gift, it is free. Uh, and then it says everyone has one. It says grace was given to each one of us. It doesn't say some people get a gift and some people don't. It says each one of us, grace was given. And it, and it comes from Christ, according to the measure of Christ's gift. These are Christ's gifts that he is giving to us. That's number three, uh, God gives the gifts. According to the measure of Christ, we receive gifts. We don't get to pick or choose, God's the one who does the giving. And then if we, if we uh, jump down to verse 11 and 12, it says this, and he gave the apostles, these are listing some of the gifts, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. So some of your translations say for the edification of the body of Christ. Uh, it's, a, it's a sort of a Christian spiritual word, edification, that a lot of translations just say building up now. And, and so it depends on what translation you have, but it, it just means that it is to be used to, to build up. And, uh, and, and this word uh, building up or edification would be used of a structure. Uh, when Jesus spoke of the temple, um, and, and he, he used the same word edification when Paul's here writing about the body of Christ, the family of God being built up, being constructed uh, uh, for, um, through the work of the saints, the work of the ministry through these gifts. So these gifts were given for the building up of the body of Christ. So we're gonna look at a couple other passages this morning and we're gonna see that these four things are true in, in each of these passages. So Romans 12 verses three through eight is another passage that talks about these gifts that were given. Uh, verse three says in Romans 12, for, the grace, for by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. So it's God here that's doing the allocation. God's giving each a measure of faith. So we're not proud of what we have, but we recognize that whatever we do have is given to us um, from God. These are gifts from God. Verse four says, for as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Now we're gonna, in the weeks ahead, we're gonna look at the body of Christ and, and how that works. We're not gonna uh, focus on that, but just this morning we noticed that there is both unity, one body, but also many members with different functions. So unity and diversity in the body of Christ. So we'll look at that a little bit more in, on another week. But looking at the gifts this morning, verse six, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. So God has given different gifts to different people. 
and he gives the gifts according to the grace given to us. So it's not something that we earn. The gifts are given to us. They are free. That's the first point. Gifts are free. And and see here in verse 6, it says, let us use them. There is an expectation that we are given a gift, not just to keep to ourselves, but to be used. uh, And we'll see here in in how they're to be used. But we are to use the gifts that we are given. And that was number four that we're looking at this morning. So here's here's a list of some of them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts, in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. So here's a, a list of gifts and, then, and, and the attitude behind which we would use them. And you'll see that the gifts are not given for our own benefit. The gifts are given for the benefit of the body. So it's not something that we just enjoy to ourselves, but we use the gifts that God has given us for the edification, for the building up of the body. That was number four. We use our gifts for the benefit of the body. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, four through 11, another spot where it talks about gifts. Uh, It says, now there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. So, you know, you just can't make this stuff up. Unity and diversity, right? Do we see it? There's, there is unity in the body of Christ. It says um, the same spirit, the same Lord, the same God. And yet there is diversity, a variety of service, a variety of activities. Um, um, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. All right, so it's God who gives the gifts and everyone has one. It is God who empowers them all in everyone. Everyone has a gift, uh, that was number two. Um, and it is God who's the one who's giving them. That was number three. So verse seven here in Corinthians says, to each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. So to each is given. Do we earn our gifts? No, they are given. Um, that was number three, and they are given by God. Everyone gets one. That was number two. And the gifting is not for our own growth, but for the common good of the body of Christ. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for our own good? No, for the common good. So we all get one, it's free, we didn't earn it, and we are to use it for the good of the body. All right, so here in verse eight starts to list some of the gifts that are given. For to one is given through the spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another, another the utterance of knowledge according to the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the ability to di- distinguish between spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretations of tongues. So there are a variety of gifts. They are given to different people to carry out what God has for that individual to do. 
Verse 11 says, all these are empowered by one and the same spirit. There's the unity, a lot of variety, a lot of differences, but there's unity because they're all empowered by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Do we pick and choose which one we get? I'm done with this one, I'll take another one. No, it's, it's God who, who gives to each one individually as he wills. 1 Peter 4, verse 10 and 11. Each of us has received a gift. Does everybody get one? Yeah, each of us receives a gift. Use it to serve one another. Do we get our gifts to make our lives better? No, it is to be used to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. We, everyone gets one, they're free, they're, because they're gifts, they're not earned, they're given. We're to use it to serve one another. Not self-service, but service to each other. And, and here it's described as God's varied grace. He gives differently to different ones, but it's all unearned, it's all uh, not because of what we have done, it's what God is doing. I like this little statement um, that we are to be good stewards of God's varied grace. And, it, and to me, it's just, this is how God's economy works. We, when we were in Titus chapter three, very clear that salvation is a gift from God. Right, we agree on that? Salvation is a gift from God. But then he continues, because you have received this gift, you should do good works, right? We gotta get that order right. We have received this gift and so we should do good works. We don't do good works to get the gift, we get the gift and because we've been given this gift of salvation, God has all, he's got things for us to do. And so when we look here at these spiritual gifts, we receive spiritual gifts as a gift, not something we earn, not something we work for, they are freely given to us, but when we get them, it says here, we are to be good stewards of God's very grace. We are to be good stewards of the gifts that God has given us. Uh, verse 11 says this, whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies. So most would just say, maybe Peter's just kind of grouping the gifts into two kind of general categories, speaking gifts and serving gifts. He's not really getting into details like um, we have read in the other passages. But look for the reason here why we receive the gifts. In order that in everything, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong, glo belong glory and dominion forever and ever, amen. So when Joe says, look, you've got great leadership, I say, Got a, we've got a great God, right? And, and if, if, uh, if you're in a Sunday school class this morning, you were like, man, that was such a good class. But our, uh, our teacher just did such a good job. No, we give glory to God. Thank you, God, for allowing us to see the truth of your word through our Sunday school hour this morning. Or, or thank you, God, for ministering your spirit through 
the worship this morning, this, whether, the, whether Pastor Daryl leading the praise and worship or the choir leading, it's not Pastor Daryl, it's not the choir, it's God working through them to minister to us. So we use our gifts not for our glory, but for the glory of God. We use our gifts not uh, for our own good, but for the good of those that are around us. We're kind of focusing this, this uh, beginning of this year, everyone equipped, everyone engaged. And uh, working through Ephesians chapter four right now, but we, we just kind of stopped here on the spiritual gifts for a minute. Uh, we, could, we could talk for weeks on these gifts, each one individually, but why do we stop just for a minute on it this morning? Every one of us is needed. You ever think like, oh, I'm, I, I don't count, <laughs> I'm not important, they can do without me? Every one of us is needed. Elijah was a man just like us. Uh, when, uh, when, when Peter and James were arrested, they were unschooled, ordinary men, but they had spent time with Jesus. Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. That's every one of us. That's not some of us. That's not probably them, but not me. It is every one of us. But Satan would whisper in our ears, oh, God couldn't use me. I've done too many wrong things. Well, I'm not qualified. My life is a mess. I don't have the skills. I'm not able. This verse says we are God's workmanship. You are God's workmanship. Maybe not ready for the Sistine Chapel yet, but you're not a piece of work either. Workmanship, work in progress, the Holy Spirit within us, making us more and more like Jesus as we yield to him. Ephesians, or excuse me, uh, 2 Corinthians 5 tells us that we are a new creation. And here in Ephesians says we are created in Christ Jesus for good works. And, and not just created for good works, but we're learning this morning, each one of us gifted to do those good works. First, or second Peter 1, 3 says that his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. Oh, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I don't have skills. I've never, God empowers us to do the things that he calls us to do for the glory of God and for the building up of his church. Not for our own good, not for our own glory. The other thing I wanted to emphasize this morning and remind us that we are each unique. Yes, last week, great unity, but we are each made uniquely. We are each gifted, gifted uniquely. Let me just read some of these gifts that we uh, mentioned this morning. From Ephesians, apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, teachers. Uh, from Romans, prophecy, service, teaching, exhortation, giving, leading, and mercy. And from 1 Corinthians, wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, discernment, tongues, and interpretations of tongues. 
And then First Peter, just kind of, like I said, kind of two general categories, speaking gifts and serving gifts. We're each unique. We've all been gifted. We're all needed. And I think that the way that we're gifted, it's a reminder of how the gospel works. Number three, the third reason why we'd look at it this morning. The message of the gospel is not that what we can do for God, but what God has done for us. And, the, and the, the, when it comes to the gifting, it's not a matter of, of, of our, uh, how, how hard we work, how much we train, um, what we learn to do. It's a matter of God gives us the gift to do things that otherwise we wouldn't be able to do. It's God doing the work, first in us and then through us, through the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and then I, probably just the last reason why I wanted to talk about it is really um, a repetition of the, the first reason that everyone is needed. No one is excluded. More than, in, in each one of those, I think in three places, it said that everyone is given a gift. That's every, everyone. If you have received Jesus Christ as your Savior, you have been given a gift. No one is excluded. We all have a part to play. You know, back in the day, you could go to a gas station and you would pull in and just sit there, right? Regular, leaded or unleaded. You'd sit there. They'd fill your tank, they'd wash your window, they'd check your oil, they'd do it all for you. That's not how the body of Christ works, right? We each have a role to play. We don't just show up and say, meet my needs, please. We, we all have a role to play. We all have been gifted for the good of the body. Our attitude towards uh, this group, I hate to say, church, but, I, but the, our attitude towards, towards this group that is gathered this morning is not what can I get from these people, but what can I give for these people? And as, as, as our unity, and, and we've been talking about ourselves, the gifts, and notice I've, the, the gifts I've said this morning were for the body of Christ, that's what the scripture has told us, but as we grow in unity, Jesus' prayer was that the world would see our unity and realize that God loved them and he sent their, his son for them. All right, so the big question this morning then is if these gifts are free, everyone who believes in Jesus has been given a gift. God's the one that's giving these gifts. Like God gave you something and you're supposed to be using them for the edification, for the building up of the body, and for the glory of God. How do you know what your gifts are? Anybody ever wonder that? A couple of things that we can do. One, just start with prayer. God's the one that gave it to you. Why don't you talk to him about it? Like seriously, right? You think God's like thinking up there, just thinking, uh, I bet you they'll never find out what I gave them. <laughs> no. So we start with prayer, right? We start with studying these passages uh, and say to the Lord, God, what, you say you've given me something. 
What, what, what have you gifted me to do? Now, and I'll, and I'll say, just because God's gifted you to do it, it doesn't mean that you are the next Billy Graham. It still requires work and, and effort and, um, and use. As you use your gifts, you discover them. So uh, start with prayer. Start with studying these passages. Hopefully you jo- jotted down some of the references. Then jump in. Like, just try something out. If, you, if you're totally like, I, I, I don't have any idea, then just try something. Call the church office and say, hey, can I greet people on Sunday morning? I don't, I, I, that might not be my gift, but I, maybe I can just start by doing something. Uh, maybe you could help in a, in a Sunday school class. Maybe you could call and say, hey, are there people serving in some way? And, and join the hospitality team. Um, ask God about it. Study the scriptures to see what they say about it. Try, try something. And then back to prayer. It, 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 it can be a process that we work through. Another thing that you could do, and we've got some on, on each of these tables, is there are these spiritual gift assessments out there. Not guaranteed, uh, not something that God gave us. God gave us his word. He told us to pray and talk to him. Uh, but a spiritual gifts assessment can be a useful tool. It's a, basically, it's a, it's a questionnaire. You answer a bunch of questions and you fill out this little chart at the end. And it kind of gives you some suggestions. These might be some of the areas, based on your answers, these might be some of the areas that you um, are gifted in. Certainly probably areas that you're passionate about. Um, and lots of times God uh, puts our gifts and our passions together to, to be used for his kingdom. The other thing that you could do is just ask somebody. You know, you've got, the, you've got the list, you can go to these passages again and, and read, through, read through them and say uh, to your spouse, what do, you, what do you think? Your Sunday school teacher or, or, or one of the pastors, these are, these are some of the things I'm looking at, what do you think? Do you see any of these in me? Lots of times other people will see what God's doing in our lives before we see it ourselves. So we can pray, we can study, we can try it, Grab a, an assessment on your way out. Some of you probably have done those already. You can find them online. You can ask somebody. I think the, the bottom line this, for me this morning is every one of us is needed. There is nobody that doesn't count. There's nobody that we look at and say, you know what, we'll be okay without you. This is the church. We, every one of us has a place Anyone who, who walks through that door is welcome to be here. And we all have a role to play to build the body up and to give glory to God. And so that's our, that's our call this morning. We're gonna close with a, with a time of prayer. Father, we, we certainly have, uh, as a nation, deviated from your word uh, in, in so many areas. Uh, this morning we think of, of uh, Roe versus Wade uh, and the legality of, a, of an abortion in this, in this country, and that is, that's a deviation from your word. All, all life is important. All life has value. And we have no, there's no place uh, for us to be taking lives like that. Uh, and so, Lord, as a nation, we've sinned, and we confess our sin this morning. But, but, uh, like was shared, there's not, uh, there, there's not one sin that can't be forgiven. 
And Lord, we just praise you for your grace and your mercy in our lives this morning and, for, and the forgiveness that we have found in a relationship with you. So Lord, I guess I start this morning if, that you would uh, be, just be at work. We, we're, we're talking about these gifts that you've given us and these gifts are for those who have put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And so maybe you're here this morning and you, you're like, I don't think I have a gift. Uh, I don't even know. I don't think Jesus is my savior. This morning could be the morning where you just confess, Lord, I'm a sinner. And I, I, I deserve the penalty of death, but I believe that Jesus died on the cross in my place. If that's what you believe, then it, scripture says you become a child of God and you're given a gift. And so maybe this morning you need to come and just pray with someone or ask somebody what it means to be a child of God. Maybe uh, you've just been thinking about getting involved somewhere and you're not sure where it's at. Georgia uh, Mountain Pregnancy Center. What a great place to, uh, to, to serve and to uh, meet people in a, in, a, in a great time of need crucial time of their lives. Uh, Lord, we just ask for continued uh, healing work for those who um, have had, either had an abortion or uh, been involved in, in one in some way. Uh, we pray for healing in, in those lives and in those hearts. And Lord, we pray for continued ministry uh, for those who are facing those uh, kinds of issues. And Lord, I pray that uh, we would be, as a church, a place that is safe to come to, where, where everyone is involved, where everyone feels welcome, where everyone has a place. And God, I ask that you'd open our eyes to how you are calling us to serve. You've prepared good works in advance for each one of us to do. You've gifted us to do them. Lord, would you uh, give us a heart to know what you have in store for us. Father, we thank you for loving us, and we pray this in Jesus' name.